you guys. Welcome to Relatable. I hope everyone is having a wonderful day. Today, I have the opportunity to talk to a congressional candidate from Utah, Burgess Owens. And we are going to talk about what America needs, the real problems that are facing our country right now, and how he plans to bring us together and to move us forward in a direction that's good for everyone, no matter what side of the aisle that you are, that you are on. So without further ado, here is Mr. Burgess Owens. Mr. Owens, thank you so much for joining me. Allie, my, I'm looking forward to this for sure. Absolutely. Yes. So tell us how the campaign is going. Campaign is going well. We we have uh, a lot of energy here. I think across the country, we've come to that point, Allie, where, where the, the gray is gone. Mm. And you have good people uh, from both sides of the aisle just saying, you know what, we, we want to make sure we don't lose this culture, this great country uh, uh, that we've, we've, we've had we've had so much hope in. Yeah. And so we're, the message I'm giving right now is that we literally have a chance to have conversations that we the people do best with. And when we do that, we can we can pull away from the darkness that we now see across our country, the divisiveness, the anger. Uh, it's, it's no question this is the best time for Americans to come together and have great conversations about how to make sure we hold on to our future. And in your opinion, what is causing a lot of this division that, that seemed to really start and get worse under President Obama and has just kind of exploded over the past few years and few months? What What's underneath all of that, do you think? Uh, this has been happening. What we're now seeing is uh, something that's been kind of been working against us for decades. And this is, I think, why uh, the election of our president in 2016 was such a, a remarkable miracle for us, because this has been going on. We, we've had uh, little termites, uh, and I call mm. them termites. These are folks who don't like our country. They're the radical left. Uh, they, they, they stand against every, every one of the tenets that, re- that make our country great. They stand against education. They stand about faith. They stand against uh, the idea of, of capitalism and free market. And they, they, they stand against the traditional family that we've always believed has made us such a unique and great country. So we now, they, they, we now see, because our president's pulling back the curtain, what's been going after us, after us for quite a while. And I think what's happening is that they're getting a little bit of frantic. They realize how, how close they came to power, particularly through the Obama years. Uh, we had eight years in which they literally uh, was, was and I'm going to use a football analogy, mm-hmm. on a 20-yard line, they figured they could go ahead, sprint into the end zone and, and, and get out and, and take over our country. But we have a, a president who, who we elected, who's <laughs> another football analogy, a great linebacker for us yeah. that actually is, is stopping him from doing that. And then, now the way the people are waking up, we're going to actually, uh, again, vote against everything that they've been trying to do for us. And I think it's now that we see this last year. We understand now what's, what we're up against, and, and we the people just don't like it. So we're going to go in a different direction. I feel very confident about that. Tell us a little bit about your story. Have you always been a conservative? Have you always <laughs> been interested in getting involved in politics? Well, first of all, I've always been a conservative, but it wasn't until Ronald Reagan came along that I became a Republican. Mm. Um, I, 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 I grew up in a community, and I like to, to, to tell people this, Allie, because you know, the narrative has been uh, because the left has controlled our educational system for decades, that the black community was has been a hapless, hopeless race that was oppressed uh, for 100 years by white people. And that's not the case. Uh, we we represent all the other uh, communities, cultures come to this country during a time where assimilation wasn't quite as, as rampant as it is today, whether it be the, the Jewish community, the German community, the Irish community. Uh, we turn to we turn within to make sure that we were doing the very best. We're, we're, we're living the American dream. And so we have in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, which many Americans do not understand or have not been taught, the black community was the most competitive minority in our country. 
We led the country in the 40s, 50s, and 60s in the, in the growth of the middle class. Men matriculated mm. from college. Men committed to marriage because we had such a Christian uh, faith-based uh, community. Right. And, 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 and the percentage of entrepreneurs, we had over 40% of black Americans that were entrepreneurs, which actually translated to 50 to 60% of us being part of the middle class. So that was a community I grew up in the 60s, very proud. And therefore, when I talk about what we're capable of and, and what's happened to us, it's not hypothetical. Uh, as a young man, I know what it is to have around me this, this segregation and, and KKK and, and Jim Crow laws, but a community of men and women that were so proud of who they were and so focused and committed to their, their families and their kids that they were gonna overcome all obstacles, which they did. Unfortunately, we've seen the last 60 years, something has turned us upside down. And, and, and Ali, to be honest with you, it has not been white supremacists that, mm. that, 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 that undid what we were doing. That was our greatest enemy. It was black elitists. Those who look like me, talk like me, but vote for every single anti-black policy that the left puts on their plate, whether it be education, whether it be uh, life, uh, whether it be job opportunities, everything that the black elitists have done to destroy my community is now what we see in cross the board with other elitists trying to destroy our, our country. So I'm standing very strong. I've never thought about being in politics, but I, my dream since I left the NFL back in 83 was to work with, with at-risk kids, and I was able to finally do that out here with a, an organization that I founded called Second Chance for Youth. Mm -hmm. And I realized about a year or so ago that the kids I work with here in Utah and the millions of kids across our country that are just looking for a second chance do not have a chance as long as the Democrats hold on to the, the House, because mm -hmm. it's all about policies. Mm -hmm. It's been about the, the, the divisiveness we have, the anger, the hopelessness that we see in only every single blue city is about policies. Mm -hmm. And so once we change the policies and give people hope, like President Trump did the last three years, think, keep this in mind. I can't emphasize this enough for those who have not heard this. The last three years, we had the lowest unemployment in the history of our country for blacks, Hispanics, Asian, women, veterans. We had a 400% increase in business, black business ownership which to me says everything because right. business ownership, small businesses is where is the actual, the, the, the engine that powers our middle class. So we've had success. We're now seeing because of that success, black Americans across the country are waking up. They're doing what I did 30 plus years ago. They're running off this plantation, the democratic plantation. And we're going to be part of an American, uh, American people across the board, from every background and culture, from every faith that says enough is enough. We want our country back. We're tired of, of the, the stealth, the divisiveness, the anger that's brought on by the leftists. We're not going to stand for it, and we're going to come together and just win, baby. As and a little bit before your time, but Al Davis Raiders used to have this slogan: "Just win, baby." <laughs> and that's what America's going to do as we yeah. uh, move into the next four years. Okay, guys, let me take a break to tell you once again about. Built Bar. So I am always in a hurry in the morning and I hardly ever eat breakfast. I am always on the go or I'm not even on the go. Most of the time I'm not even going anywhere. I just don't. I'm okay. I'm lazy. I, sh I said I'm busy. I'm actually the opposite. I'm just lazy and I don't want to make breakfast. And so I just grab a bar in the morning. And if you're like me or if you're just looking for an afternoon snack or maybe you're trying to lose weight. And so who knows, maybe it is a meal replacement bar or something like that. Then Built Bar is for you. It tastes really good. They've got a lot of flavors. My favorite is uh, are the super chocolatey ones like peanut butter brownie. That one sounds awesome. 
They are 100% covered in chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. Honestly, tastes like a candy bar. Uh, But it's great if you are health conscious because they're low calorie. They're low sugar. They're high protein, high fiber. There's a raspberry chocolate one if you're into that. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. So it's going to fill you up as a protein bar because you've got all that protein, but you don't have to worry about, you know, bogging down your body with the sugar that's just going to make you feel bad. So really good option. If you are just looking for that snack or you're looking for that quick breakfast, like I always am, go to builtbar.com. Use promo code relatable. You'll get 20% off your first order. Use relatable as your promo code for 25% off your first order at builtbar.com. Why do you think there are people in particular on the left who don't want to win. They especially, in particular for the black community, it seems, they want to ignore everything that you've said, just the economic success that not only the black community saw, black Americans saw in the mid-century, but also have seen over the past three years and say, no, 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 white supremacy is actually your biggest enemy and the you have uh, been oppressed and you've been pushed down and the only way that you'll ever get picked back up is through the Democratic Party, through critical race theory and Black Lives Matter. What is behind that? Like, why is there a force telling black Americans that if, according to you, that's just not true? Well, you, you, the question is, is uh, uh, stated correctly, it's a force. Uh, we have to understand what's made our country so unique and why history is so important for us. We're a country based on Judeo-Christian values. In other words, we're a country based on the fact that we have godly principles that we do our very best to adhere to. That's why that's why every single generation gets better and better seeing each other inside out versus outside in. I grew up in a time in the, in the 60s where race was everything. We got past that because we as a nation continue to get better because we believe there's, there's a God in heaven, that we just want to be blessed by him. So we have the other side, which is uh, an ideology based on godlessness, godlessness uh, called, called socialism, Marxism, communism. They're responsible for over 100 million deaths in the 1900s because it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an ideology that forces, that, uh, that demeans, that destroys anyone who does not believe in them. So what we're looking at now is not something that's new. We've been at this fight for a long, long time. We just now we have a president who kind of pulled back the curtains for us because he doesn't care about uh, being liked by the left. He doesn't mm-hmm. care about power or money. He wants a country to move forward. So he's doing things that no other president has done in our, in our history. I mean, ever since I say, ever since, since Reagan. Reagan, to me, was a president who truly went against the grain because he could care less about that inner circle there in D.C. Mm-hmm. We have a president today who's showing us what true American loving leadership looks like. And here, what I'm, Ali, what I'm excited about is I'm just one of many candidates out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this district I'm running in, by the way, is between one and four of must have by both sides. We must have it to get back our country and our culture. The left must have to keep their, their chaos and their power. But, <clears throat> but across the country, there's about 20, 23 other uh, candidates that feel the same way I do. And I promise the Americans who listen to this program, if you, wherever you are, get, make sure we get the house back. And I, and I can assure you that you'll be so proud of this new, new, new uh, team coming in because we're not there to be career politicians or, or lobbyists. We're there to save our nation, to, to replicate a president, to put some more backbone in our Senate, and to get our country going back to where our kids truly love our nation and the educational system that we've been, we've been uh, uh, that's coming at us for the last uh, six, six, seven decades. We're going to get rid of these, these we're not going to pay anymore. 
for these colleges to take our children and have them go through it, indoctrinated, coming out hating our nation, being little Marxists. We're enough enough of that. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that we're paying for, for any institution that gives us a great product. And our great product are kids who come out with a belief in themselves, a belief in our country, a pride in, pride in being an American, and moving forward to make sure that, that their patriotism is more important than their profitability. Yeah. That's the way that we have to change the way we're thinking, and then this new Congress can get that done. So I hope everybody supports across the board uh, our country and our president to get uh, give us a chance to get that done. Yeah, I think that it would be a huge step in the right direction if the curriculum in our public school system <laughs> simply reflected the truth. There's nothing wrong with learning about the bad parts of American history. Every history has, you know, sins and flaws and times that we have not lived to, up to our ideals. And I think it's good for people to learn about that. I feel like I learned about that growing up for sure. But this kind of philosophy and the school of thought that's driving academia and a lot of public education that says America is endemically, systemically Bad, and you actually have to hate your country in order to be a good person. Like you said, it's creating little Marxists and people who are just perpetually not just offended, but resentful and malicious <laughs> and hateful and sad and miserable. And I think yeah. that's what we see, unfortunately, taking root in some of the biggest democratic cities in the country. Would you agree? It's, it's, taking, it's taking place across our board now because this is, this is the, the way these people think. Again, it's an ideology. It's an inter, it's an intergenerational ideology, just like uh, uh, Judeo-Christian values we hold on to are passed from one generation to the next. The same thing with the enemy that we're going up against. And it was Karl Marx in the 1800s said very simply, the first battleground is rewriting of history. Mm. We have to understand mm -hmm. what happens when our history is stolen from us. Like the history, my, my, the black community's history has been stolen from us. What happens is without a history, we have no pride in our past. We have no appreciation of where we are and how far we've come. We have no vision of where we can become because we have nothing to reflect upon. So, yes, we have we have had uh, just like just like because we're, we're un imperfect people, we will always be make people make mistakes. There will always be people that are, that are on the on both sides of the aisle, evil and not and, and good. But in the end of the day, we've had the, the country that's done the very best because we have a constitution based on the, the idea of we the people being able to communicate and the fact that all men are created. Uh, all those kind of concepts that came from a God in heaven gives mm -hmm. us give us at least a North Pole to, to go toward. Right. So yes, what we we're up against the people who just have, have have tried to demean that and teach a totally different ideology, and we have to stand up against it and get rid of all these racist uh, uh, concepts, which which has us judging each other, each other from outside in, not 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 inside out. President Trump was, uh, he was dragged through the mud after the Tuesday debate. All the headlines said that he has, he refused to, uh, to denounce white supremacy. And of course, the media have been calling him a racist, you know, since 2015. What's your reaction to all that? Well, first of all, uh, uh, when you have no God, there has no shame. Uh, and, mm. and these guys are really good at repeating something so often that a lie becomes a truth to so many people. Call indoctrination. It's the same indoctrination that goes into our colleges now. We have people, these kids graduating and going out and burning our streets because they have no idea what it is to build anything because they're angry. Right. So no, uh, the, the, the idea that uh, we have a president who's giving black Americans the opportunity to live the American dream that I've looked forward to seeing for 60, 50 years now. I'm so, I've been so frustrated with the promises. So the true racists are those who continue to use race as a, as a, as a card. Those who continue to look at our outside as if we can be judged or we should vote in a certain way based on our color, uh, that is, those are the true racists. Uh, the, the ones that are seeing past the race, 
are those who put together, like President Trump, put together policies. And it should not be black, white, Hispanic policies. It's policies that help all Americans. And that's why we had such a great lift in our nation in terms of employment, un, uh, uh, getting rid of unemployment, getting rid, rid of people getting on welfare. So I, I would say this for those who are wondering about uh, the messaging. Uh, let's turn off. If, if you feel depressed and down, uh, turn it off. You know, turn, we need to be a hopeful nation, and we're going to find out from certain stations we're not going to ever get hopefulness in this uh, during this phase because anything that's good is not talked about. Mm-hmm. Anything that's bad that they can bring up, they love to talk about. So let's we the people have a conversation. I can say this one thing, Ellie. Ellie, mm-hmm. Democrats, independents, and Republicans—the greatest strength we have is the ability to talk together. We might not agree on, on, on how to get there, but we have the same end game, which is to make sure our country is greater for ourselves and our, and our kids, more hopeful. Let's have these conversations, and that's, let's, let's not let the left divide us. The most powerful three words in the history of mankind are those three words, we the people. Mm-hmm. When we talk, when we have conversations, when we can agree to disagree, we, we move ourselves forward in a way that our country becomes greater. And as we're not talking, as we counsel each other out, as we beat people up because they don't agree with us, that's the left winning. They do not want us to do that. They don't want us to have conversations. They do not want us to have harmony. So let's continue to talk, guys. And this last year is a great opportunity for us to have conversations about our faith, about our, our, our businesses, about our kids going to school, because we have one side that's trying to shut it all down, and the other side is saying, let's get back to normal. Let's live our American dream. Go for life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. We need to make sure we're voting for that that side that gives us light and hope. Joe Biden has said that he is going to be the one to kind of bring us all together. He is trying to paint this optimistic picture of his presidency and say that, you know, he's the representation of of normalcy and being the adult in the room and he's going to make everyone's life better. Do you think there's anything behind his promises? I could answer it by just saying this. Come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's how he likes to answer, right? Come on, man. No, Joe has uh, proven for 47 years. He's nothing but a a professional politician who's been self-centered, who has ripped off our nation, allowed his son to travel around the the, the world, becoming wealthy, his brother become wealthy on our dime. And I I tell you, we need to have people that are principled, that love our nation above themselves, and not, not sell us out because they want to get uh, uh, their fame and fortune. And I think the biggest thing, which is sad to see, this is what's happening with prof- prof- uh, professional politicians. They don't know when to stop. Mm-hmm. They don't know when to retire. They love power so much that we have a guy who cannot, cannot think past tomorrow that's literally trying to run our country. And we have people around him that allows us to happen. These are folks who care less about our future, about how well we can compete against China and Russia and all the other places. They want power so much that they have a guy who literally cannot think past tomorrow's conversation because he can't remember or, the, or last right. yes, yesterday's conversation. So yeah. uh, we have to recognize what we're up against. And let's make sure we get someone who understands how to fight to fight for us big time and have the energy to do it. Okay, guys, I'm going to tell you about a new sponsor that I am really excited to talk to you about because we use this company and actually use this company before I started advertising for them, and that is Bowl and Branch. So they make incredible 
sheets and they're the kind of sheets that get softer and softer the more you use them. I can always tell. We've got a couple different kinds of sheets. I can always tell when our bowl and branch sheets are on our bed because they're so soft. They're so much softer than our other sheets that maybe even cost more than our bowl and branch sheets. I truly do love our bowl and branch sheets. They are so comfortable. And not only that, but the family who owns this company, they're just an awesome, compassionate family. So I I heard when I was first learning about this company, I didn't know this, but the average lifespan apparently for cotton farmers is 35 years. It's just grueling work. It's hard work. A lot of times they're not treated well. Well, the family who owns Bull and Branch, they wanted to make sure that the cotton that they are getting is uh, being farmed by people who are treated well, who are in a good working environment. And so that is something that they personally make sure of. So when you are buying uh, sheets from Bull and Branch, like you can feel good knowing that you are buying from a company that cares about the well-being of their entire supply chain. That's just not true of most companies. Most companies just care about profit, but this company actually cares about people. That's something that's important to me, and I, I just really appreciate Bull and Branch for that. And not just that, but they also make an awesome awesome product. So these are $1,000 quality sheets. You thought I was going to say they're $1,000. They're not $1,000. These are $1,000 quality sheets for a fraction of uh, of the price. You can sleep on them for a month risk-free. So if you just want to buy it, try it out for a month, see if you like them. If you don't like them, you can send it back. You're not going to do that because uh, you are going to love them so much from the second that you get them that you're not going to send them back. But if you're, for whatever reason, like, hey, this isn't for me, they say, hey, you can send them back. No big deal. But I can personally attest that you are going to love your bowl and branch sheets. And they really do get softer and softer the more you wash them. Right now, you can even get $50 off any sheet set at bowlandbranch.com with promo code Allie. That is spelled bowl, B-O-L-L, and branch.com, promo code Allie for $50 off. That is bowlandbranch.com, promo code Allie for $50 off. Restrictions might apply. See bowlandbranch.com for details. And in particular to your race, what do you see as as the biggest issue when you're out there talking to voters? What are they most concerned about and and what do they most care about? You know, it's it's interesting because the things that Americans care about are the same same tenets that allows us to literally be within one generation away from being part of the middle class. It's really simple in terms of what conservatives is all about, what our 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 founders try to make happen is education. We should make sure our kids can think, they're, they're, they're confident in themselves, they can have, have conversations without being angry because they know they can, they can win an argument. So education is so important, and that's what they've been taking, the left has been taking away from us. The idea of having our faith, when we cannot believe there's a God in heaven that, that's there to help us overcome those obstacles, mm-hmm. that allows us to look at each other again from inside out, not outside in. Faith is key, and the left would love to take away our faith. The fact, the fact of capitalism, compassionate capitalism is where those who have faith who want to serve and they want to make enough income they have their, they can they can pursue their dreams. Capitalism is everything. That's what's made our country what it is, the greatest middle class in the history of, of, of the world, because we have the idea of free market. In the family unit, a family that says this, we grow up teaching men to boys to be boys, not girls, and girls to be girls, not boys. It's an important concept. Yeah. And we have to recognize that, that family structure of mom and dad fighting to have develop a, a, a place, a safe place for those kids 
to not only grow up and feel comfortable about themselves, but be proud of that name that they want to hold on to and pass to their grandkids or their, their kids. Mm-hmm. It's a simple concept. In a family unit, getting it right, having men doing what they're supposed to do to protect, provide, and give, and partner up with their, their wives to, to give good leadership, and mothers giving the greatest gift they can give to our country, compassion, love, service, those things that makes us the greatest nation because we have a great heart comes from that, that, that power of motherhood. So we, once we get that together, those concepts, that's what Utah wants. That's what Utahs have fought to, to have. And we have a candidate that's voted 85% against everything I just talked about because he's a Pelosi guy. And, uh, and that's what we don't want here. If he wants to be Pelosi guy, go to, go to San Francisco or go to New York, yeah. but not Utah. So that we're going right. to continue to fight for our, our values here for sure. You know, I'm really I'm really encouraged hearing you talk about the importance of faith in God and understanding where our rights come from and and who our helper is and who our ultimate provider is and also the structure of the family and and uh, the scientific and, and right and moral way to view gender. Because what I've seen, unfortunately, in some segments of the Republican Party that is represented in D.C. is a discomfort with talking about what they consider social issues. They don't want to talk about the <laughs> controversial things that you just talked about because, oh, they think that's going to, you know, send the rage mob after them or going to polarize people. But what I'm hearing you say, and what I believe too, is that you really can't talk about economic issues without talking about the spiritual, family, cultural issues as well. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And and to, my, to the point, remember that I just talked about earlier about this great community I grew up in. Uh, that was a reality. It was a reality because of those things I just highlighted a few minutes ago. And if we're going to win our country back, which we will, we need to have courageous Americans who do not care about what other people think, but we care, we care more about what's right, mm-hmm. care about their kids and our future. And the fact is, it's now time for us to, to man up and women up. We are now at a point, at a crossroad, where we're fighting for our culture, we're fighting for our nation, we're fighting for our kids' future. If we don't have the courage to stand for them, then, then who have we become? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not whiners, weenies, and wimps. Uh, that's what happens when you start going to the left. You become whiners, weenies, and wimps. Mm-hmm. So let's let's make sure that we we stand for those things that made our country great. Be proud of those who came before us. They weren't perfect, but neither are we. They did the best they could at the time they 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 came through, and they gave us a gift, a country that's free that allows us to have these kind of conversations. That I can, as a black man today, run for president if I want to, run a business, any business I want to, go to any movie theater I want to that 50 years ago, 60 years ago, I could not have done. So we need to be proud of the, of the progress that's made. And for those who want to divide us, look at them and see if they're happy with what they're doing. If they're unhappy people, if you lean on them and you go in their direction, guess what? You will be an unhappy person too. Mm-hmm. We need to be a hopeful and, and enthusiastic, excited and appreciative nation of all those who paid the price so we have the freedom we have today to move forward and let's fight for it. We fight for it very simply, not by going to the street and beating up for people with, with bricks and sticks, we go by, by going to that booth and pulling for hope and freedom. That's the Republican Party right now. Let's make sure the Republican Party owns the House, the Senate, and the, and, 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 and the presidency. And I can promise you, we're going to see a, re- a renaissance the next four years that Americans have never thought they can see in their lifetime. People coming together, people winning again, getting jobs, having, having education for their kids, taking care of DACA, taking care of Social Security, all the things that have been out there that the leftists, the elitists on both sides have laid out there because they want, they want misery as a political strategy. We're mm-hmm. done with that. Americans now need to move forward. Let's move toward, toward the light, guys. That's what we do best. Collectively, let's just win, baby, and get this thing done with so we can make sure our country is a great place to pass on to our kids.
Right. Well, if you create misery and resentment, then you can present yourself as the savior from those things. If you create problems, you present yourselves as the solution. I think that's what Democrats have done really effectively. They actually create problems with their, uh, you know, with their government programs, and then they present themselves as a solution to those problems, not saying that they are actually the ones that created the problems in the first place. And obviously, that's a lot of manipulation that's worked well for the Democratic Party. It's sounding like you are trying to push back against that and expose that and to stop the cycle that a lot of communities in this country have have found themselves in for decades. And um, it's very encouraging to, to hear your message of hope and optimism. And I certainly hope that all the things that you're talking about come true. It would be good for both sides of America, whether we agree or not. What, can I say this, Allie? At the end yeah. of the day, <clears throat> we're looking at those who know what it is to build. Uh, what the Democratic Party has done, and you look at every city that they control, <clears throat> you don't see building. You see destruction. You see hopelessness. You see anger. If you want to see where systemic racism truly is, go to every single blue city in our nation, and you see where, where black people, or not only the death rates are so high, Abortion rates are so high. Employment rates are so high. This is where misery is you found you find in, a, in an abundance. <clears throat> so it's, it's, it's kind of rich that it can tell us now. <clears throat> it's kind of rich they can tell us now how to come out of this when they have never understood how to build and come out of anything that's been uh, that that uh, that they have been able to, to control. So uh, let's let's look at at the misery that's in these blue states, blue cities, Chicago, Ferguson, Baltimore, uh, all these Portland. And just know, this is what this is what the left does. Yeah, they are they they use destruction, they use misery, and then they tell us that they can some kind of some kind of way get us out of misery. And they can't do it if they've never built that way. So right. uh, this is a good opportunity for us. The gray is gone. There's there's good and there's evil. There's dark and there's there's light. Let's move toward the light collectively, like we've always done. Let's show another miracle in 2020, like we did in 2016. And I tell you again, my friends out there. This will be a remarkable four years. Just trust us on this process. We now know how the left works. Let's begin. Let's give. Let's give conservatism a good shot at it. Yeah, and, and we can see what we can do with this. I'm sure. And we say, you know, Democrat, Independent, or Republican, hop on board with us towards that better future. We don't like you've said so well. We don't have to agree on everything. You don't have to be right. a Republican to see that optimistic vision of the future where we all are unified under particular principles. Um, so it really is, even though you are a Republican, kind of a nonpartisan message. And I just <coughs> want people to hear that that we're seeing everyone come on board, no matter what letter is after your name. So um, I really appreciate that. Can you tell everyone how they can support you and where they can follow you? Absolutely. Go to Burgess for the number four Utah.com and you can see everything you need, including uh, facts right now. They're doing the Pelosi pack is throwing millions of dollars, four to five million dollars at, at, at negatives. The facts can be there. And if I can say to Ali, you just mentioned it. And I'm going to wrap it with this. This is a country of we the people. We we thrive in having different conversations and different ways of going at things, but we have the same end game. Let's Democrats, independents, and Republicans, let's come together at this time and talk about what makes our country better for business ownership, for faith, for family. And I tell you, we're gonna find us, we'll find out we're not we're not each other's enemy. It's the hard yes. left, the ones who hate everything we're talking about. So let's come together as we the people and let's make sure we move our country forward to a much, much better place for our kids. And, and we're gonna we're gonna be okay. I'm I'm very excited about that opportunity to do so. 
Yes. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. I know everyone is going to enjoy this conversation. God bless you. I encourage everyone who is listening to this podcast, watching on YouTube to not only support you and follow you, but also pray for you. We need to pray for everyone who is on the front lines of this, everyone who is running with the with the same kind of message that you are proffering right now. So again, thank you so much for taking the time amidst your busy schedule and for everything that you're fighting for. Allie, thank you so much. You're right. Uh, we're going we're gonna to make this thing happen. We the people always have. I'm going to grapple with one last, one last three words. Do it. We do what Al Davis says uh, years ago with the Raiders. Just win, baby. That's what we do best. So let's I get it done, it. guys. I we're love it. it. Thank you thank so you, much. Thanks. Okay. You take care.